Well, you're digging out of five to ten inches extra of snow that was already uh, on top of what was already on the ground. Plus, you got wind chills that are in the negative territory, and uh, it's going to be actually one degree below zero overnight tonight. And you got to keep your house warm. How are you going to do that? You have uh, electric heat, or are you like me with gas heat? It's the WMAY Morning News Feed, 712 in the capital city. You can join me on social media. Just search Bishop on Air. All the platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the like. Uh, also find WMAY News on all the socials. Just search WMAY News. I'll be joining us right now. Somebody I got an emergency call from yesterday. Uh, full disclosure, I am his constituent. State Representative Mike Murphy joining us. Representative, thanks for taking time last minute. I reached out to you this morning to see if you could join us. But wanted to kind of delve into that uh, that message that went out to your constituents about natural gas and uh, how they should probably look at conserving that because of what's expected to be a massive price jump. What's going on here? Yeah, Greg, uh, thanks for having me on this morning. Um, Sunday morning, I was notified actually by a a village official from Divernon that uh, there is a crisis going on in regards to their supply for natural gas. As as you well know, since you're a resident of Divernon, Divernon is their own gas company. And uh, them, uh, Auburn and Pawnee, and Divernon actually sells to Glenarm. So those are the four municipalities in my uh, district that's uh, been affected by this crisis. And what's, ha- what's happened, basically, is the, who Divernon buys uh, gas from is, is having a supply problem. It's not because uh, there's not natural gas out there. They just can't get it delivered to them because of uh, the unbelievable weather. The wellheads have been frozen, and and they're, they're such a small uh, customer or who they buy from, all their suppliers was affected by this. This is why I, I have a lot of questions why Amron and some other uh, gas suppliers are, are not having the same issues. Well, they, they're big enough that they have multiple suppliers. And, but um, it's my understanding that there's eight lines uh, that have been adversely affected, and that's who um, supplies the gas to divernant. So because of that, the, uh, the, they can't get it from their suppliers. They have to go out and buy it on the spot market. And the spot market went from uh, $3 a, a unit to over $250 a unit this last weekend. And uh, some, some are predicting the spot market might be as high as $600. And so that, um, that sends a crisis across uh, to everybody. And uh, so we were, I was in discussions with um, the mayors of uh, – Auburn, Divernon, and Pawnee yesterday, and um, actually the mayor of uh, Auburn says, we're really having trouble convincing our people that it's an issue. He says, however you can communicate would help. So um, I I called my staff, and it normally takes 24 hours approval to get a robocall, but I told them how important this was, and in less than an hour, we had a robocall to all the residents um, that we have numbers for in uh, those communities. Uh, asking them to um, conserve as much as possible and to try to make this as um, limit the effect of um, 
the cost as much as possible. So that, talking, that's why you got a call yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're, we're talking with it. yeah, we're talking with State Representative Mike Murphy here, seven fifteen on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, and you know, I got to say, when when we saw the message on Sunday, and it wasn't just in uh, you know my community, uh, you mentioned several others, but we also heard in Riverton as well. They were facing similar types of messages with uh, you know a thousand plus percent increase of the cost of natural gas from like three dollars to up to three hundred dollars, and you even set up to six hundred dollars. Yeah, it's kind of alarming, uh, and uh, you know it, it makes people think that uh, they're not going to be able to afford their gas bills, uh, especially when you know they've got older homes, and you know even if they kick it down to sixty-five degrees, uh, it's still going to take natural gas to, to to warm the house up. What can be done to alleviate some of those costs? Well, what uh, I've been in contact with the governor's office a couple times, and. Uh, we're working on uh, programs to uh, get some funding to those municipalities to, to allow them to pay the bills uh, and uh, whether this is going to be a grant or a, a long-term um, low-interest or no-interest loan. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but we're definitely working on that. We're also working on – the governor was uh, made aware of this uh, yesterday afternoon or early evening. I'm not sure exactly when he actually got the briefing but we're asking for an emergency declaration that might open up some uh, federal money for these municipalities to be able to uh, pay for this without uh, having an uh, immediate impact on uh, on their customers and constituents. And I want to say uh, the three mayors that I talked to yesterday, that was their number one concern. The, they do not want to uh, pass this on. Matter of fact, one mayor said there's no way he's going to pass this on. He's going to do whatever it takes for the village to uh to uh, be able to pay the bill and uh, uh, you know maybe spread it out over you know several years at an extra five bucks a month or something like that, but he knows the customers cannot handle a, a thousand or a couple thousand dollar uh, uh, gas bill uh, for this month, and so the, the the mayors are all three concerned. They're all three concerned about their constituents, and uh, um, several mentioned yesterday that they have senior citizens that they just can't do this to. State Representative Mike Murphy here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. You had mentioned uh, a little bit of uh, difference between what Amron's dealing with and what these uh, smaller communities are dealing with. Uh, is this an issue with, uh, you know, the, the legislature needs to take up in, in, in regulating uh, or maybe somehow, uh, you know, putting in legislation to... to uh, allow for uh, more cooperation with some of these more independent gas suppliers with some of the, the big boys in town or uh, how do we uh, you know ensure that this doesn't happen again in the future well greg i think those are all great questions and i don't think uh, we have really good answers to those right now because uh, to be honest with you the the process is uh, needs to be explained to a, a lot of us on how it happened you know, it comes down to supply and demand. At one point in time, you know, if you if you don't have any product, you can't force somebody to uh, to, to sell a product they don't have, and so that's that's what causes the issue. And then everybody, this is not a problem just in Central Illinois. You mentioned a couple other towns, but you can go out and you can see where uh, North Dakota had rolling blackouts yesterday because of the lack of supply. Texas is doing rolling blackouts right now. Kansas, uh, the governor, he was one of the first governors to declare a state of emergency. He's asking people to have their uh, 
all the way down to 62 degrees. And so, I mean, this is this is a national issue. It's really just not a, a central Illinois issue at all. And so, yeah, we're going to have to look at this and figure out how we can do it. And I will say this, if there's a, if there's a bad player in this, yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to ensure that somebody's not taking advantage of the situation. You know, Greg, I've always said I, I'm for people making profits. But when they become greedy, that's when uh, that's when the government needs to step in and, and regulate. I will never uh, deny somebody a profit, but I, I won't allow them to be uh, greedy. And, and if that's the case, uh, it seems like on the surface that that's, that might be what's happening. But I'm not going to uh, make that assumption until I have uh, more time to have hearings on this and, and really truly understand exactly what's happening. Yeah, there's a difference between uh, turning a profit and price gouging, uh, especially whenever uh, there's uh, there's an ongoing uh, you know wind chill advisory and uh, temperatures are just sub-zero. Uh, but, Representative, you had mentioned uh, Texas, for instance, uh, and, and the natural gas problems in other parts of the country leading to rolling blackouts. Uh, Texas also had some wind turbines that froze. Uh, sure. d- We've got an effort called the Clean Energy Jobs Act in Illinois that's looking to you know push towards 100% renewables over uh, the span of uh, several years. Uh, with what we've seen in the past couple of days, not just here in central Illinois with these smaller gas providers, but also with uh, the wind turbines in Texas and 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 these these so-called renewable uh, energy sources, uh, should we be cautious moving towards such an idea, especially when uh, sometimes these renewables aren't as reliable as they need to be during extreme conditions? You know, Greg, I, I've been wanting to pump the brakes on, on that even before this uh, crisis has happened recently. One of my concerns is that um, when you when you talk to the people who want to move 100% renewable, they won't even consider things like what's going on at City Water Light and Power with the carbon capturing, that uh, the program that we're, we're getting ready or trying to start with University of Illinois. Uh, I did a tour out there, and they have a program that will capture these these uh, carbons and remove the, the actually good carbons that can be used for uh, the farming and, and another uh, aspect uh, utilize those. And then the, the bad carbons can be um, um, piped down into the uh, core of the earth that uh, our, our geography, or I'm sorry, geology allows them to be uh, stored down there safely. And so we can, we can burn coal safely and cleanly, but they're not interested in talking about that. When we have uh, hundreds of years' worth of, of coal here to be used, I think we ought to utilize and, and, and research how we can do that uh, wisely, too. It's, it's reliable, and, uh, you know, we, we cannot have uh, something like wind turbines uh, being froze up and uh, no sun out there. I also have the issues when you use those that uh, I've, I've asked questions all along. What, what's the impact of the environment on these batteries that are, are going to be used for storage? I, I know wind turbines, for example, have a 25-year life. After that, they're not, uh, there's nothing they can be do, uh, done with the, the turbines other than uh, barium. What kind of uh, environmental impact does that have? They don't want to talk about that. They just want to talk about the, the evils of coal. And so um, I, I think we need to talk about this. I think we need a diverse um, energy program. And, and that needs to in, include uh, coal when it makes sense and some um, and, and gas. 
State Representative Mike Murphy here with us. Um, took a lot of time talking about the uh, energy and the, the reliability of some energy over others, so I appreciate that. But here, just briefly, uh, we've got the budget address and the State of the Union address from the governor tomorrow at noon. He's going to deliver a pre-recorded address. Um, what do you want to hear from the governor when it comes to uh, the state of the state, but also when it comes to uh, the state's budget? One one of my concerns on the budget, uh, so far the only thing he's been talking about in, in, in trying to balance the budget that we, we all know is anywhere from $3 billion to $5 billion out of whack is um, uh, increased taxes or doing away with programs in regards to businesses. Uh, you know, I don't think that's the way to, to get out of this hole. I think the way to get out of this hole is to encourage businesses to grow and uh, get some jobs in here and, and, and grow it with it, it expanding the base. Uh, you know, last year we lost another 79,000 people, and um, I think the number one reason is uh, not adequate jobs. We, we need to help businesses with, with jobs and not discourage them. Uh, you know, in 2019, I took a tough vote on the budget because we got uh, 10 different uh, business incentives, and now he's trying to take some of those away from us already. And I think that would be devastating. So I want to see a good program that he has to encourage businesses to grow and uh, give opportunities for good jobs. And um, let's move forward. So is that the way to uh, correct the state's budget is through economic expansion and increasing revenue that way instead of uh, you know de- increasing taxes or uh, losing business incentives or cutting uh, social programs? That, that, that's been my my belief all along that uh, jobs is jobs is the answer, and, and the way you do that is encourage businesses to grow. We got to try to attract businesses in the state of Illinois. We have a situation up in uh, the uh, Rockford area where they're getting a uh, a new data business center because of the incentives that uh, we we passed in 2019. So far, um, they have an 800 million dollar investment in that data center and uh just going to grow from there there's going to be a hundred good paying jobs because of that and that was because of a incentive that we put in that just made us equal to the surrounding states facebook is the company that's doing that in and rockford they have uh one one of these locations in iowa that iowa's been offering these incentives for years they have nine different buildings in uh, this one town in in Iowa because of the, the incentives, and we're, we're getting our first one in Illinois. My, my point is we need to uh, continue those incentives. I, I, I would love to see a, a data center here in, in um, Sangamon County, I, I, the natural gas plant that uh, uh, we're trying to develop in, in southern part of Sangamon County would be an ideal spot for a data center because they need reliable energy. That's another reason why we got to continue reliable energy the way to attract businesses is to have a good infrastructure, and, and we have it right now in Illinois. We can't take that away. State Representative Mike Murphy, greatly appreciate you taking the time this morning on such short notice. Be safe out there, stay warm, and uh, we'll talk again soon, all right? I really appreciate the opportunity, Greg. And everybody, let's be safe out there. And uh, if you got any questions, give my office a call, 782 Thanks a lot, Greg. Appreciate it.